Welcome to the Venari podcast. My name's Tom Woods, and today we'll be talking about all things digital transformation, from setting the strategy to how to build the right teams, significant challenges that are faced in the implementation, especially on a global scale, and staying ahead of those challenges into the future. Today, my guest will be Akil. Akil is a top executive experienced in digital product management, engineering, commercial strategy, and digital marketing. He's previously worked with top organizations, Semantic, Delta Airlines, and is presently the VP Global Digital Product Management and Engineering with KFC. Akil, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Excited to uh, share some insights today and uh, looking forward to our conversation. Fantastic. Me too, as, as, I, always, uh, as I always am. Um, so let's start with the, the strategy piece. Uh, when you are building you know, a global product and engineering organization, when you're creating new commercial platforms, what are the key strategies that you implement for the digital transformation? And how do you believe that they can be applied across you know, various different industries? Sure. No, great question. I think number one, at the end of the day, it's understanding who is our end consumer. Everyone talks about the end consumer actually being the customer of the company. But the reality is when you're building platforms, when you're leading digital transformation, your customers are actually your internal colleagues. Hmm. I don't build platforms just to make my end consumer happy. I have to build platforms and capabilities to make my internal customers happy. So for instance, if I'm building an e-commerce website, I may not be the one running the merchandising and retail strategy. That typically may be a marketing team or a retailing team. I have to give them capabilities that make their lives easier, make them happy, and allow them to also track and understand their end goals and KPIs. So a lot of times I'm building to make them happy, and they are my biggest stakeholders, because if they can't do their job, realistically, we're not going to hit our goals as a company. So that's typically the first thing I kind of go after. The second I go after is, how do we evaluate product features versus costs, and then the opportunity that it leads to? A lot of times when you're building at scale, everyone wants everything in the MVP in the first iteration of the product, but it's also building that stakeholder awareness to say, we don't need to necessarily build it all today. We can iterate and grow towards it. A lot of times I see companies build any and everything into their platform. And then when they launch, they quickly find out that their end users either are not using it, they're using it much differently, or it's not providing value that they thought. A lot of times you can start with a great foundation and build from there. It's like when you move into a house, it's not always furnished. It doesn't have everything in there, but as you you grow and live in it, you start to add furniture or pieces of art that really mm-hmm. adds to the experience. And so how do you make sure that you're getting those foundational pieces that, that, that you're not doing too much, but you are still giving your internal customer what they need? Yeah. So I think it's what is the core platform trying to achieve? What is the base understanding of capabilities that we need? So for instance, if you're building a a B2B sales lead pipeline uh, type site, you know, what is the actual action form and the base information that you kind of need there? What is the content creation process that helps drive customers in? If you're looking at it from an e-commerce perspective where you have direct sales, right? How are you driving customer into the pipeline through digital marketing capabilities, right? And that too, your internal colleagues are using that. What is the actual happy path to get a customer to actually purchase? How do you remove friction along that path, right? Is your payment gateway integrated or is it going to a third-party site? If it's not integrated, you're creating another barrier of entry to actually processing that transaction. So thinking about what are the basics that need to get done? And from there, you can expand it out to say, hey, how do we create, for instance, dynamic content? How do we create different user happy paths based off personas or demographic information? 
And then you start to go and iterate based off the feedback you're getting from your users, both internally and externally. Yeah, no, fantastic. And you know, talking all about building there, in terms of building the team to do it, because as great as you are, it's not, not just you. Can you sort yep. of share your approach to, to hiring and, and beyond that team building, fostering that collaboration, especially when your team's quite global and quite distributed, especially remote these days as well? No, definitely. I think we're definitely in an age, you know, post COVID and a pandemic where finding the best talent requires you to be flexible and when and where you hire. I've always been a proponent of just hire the best talent you can find. Who cares where they sit? They could be sitting on a beach. They could be sitting in the mountains ready to go skiing, but are they delivering? At the end of the day, you're hiring adults, treat them like adults. If they want to work a different schedule than the rest of the company, if they want to work different hours, if they want to work in different locations, so be it. Is, are you getting the results out of them is number one. Number two, while everyone wants to hire top tier talent from top tier companies with top tier experience or university backgrounds, I don't always look necessarily for top tier. I'm looking for the right fit. Fit is very important. You know, I, I always make a comment to my teams. I spend eight to 10 hours a day potentially with you, right? Sometimes that's more than I even spend with my family, right? I want to make sure you're great to hang out with because that's how we're going to foster collaboration, foster great ideas. And that too, I don't always have to hire the best talent. I look for high potential talent. Sometimes you find those people who just need an opportunity and they really glow and shine because of that. And they feel a, a great sense of bonding with you because you gave them that chance to really improve their career. Some of the best people I've actually hired, especially from a digital product, marketing, and even engineering mm -hmm. background, some of them don't even have college degrees. Some of them are self-taught. I've hired someone actually who is now um, in the leadership role at Delta Airlines who started as a baggage handler, right? It's finding the, that hidden talent and gems, whether internally or externally, and giving them that opportunity. And you, a lot of times you see those people tend to be the most incorporated and excited and enthusiastic about getting into these roles and showing what they can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And talking about, you know, finding people from, from different places and different walks of life, how do you then go about getting them, obviously, in, in different countries, um, but also you're harmonizing different digital practices across you know, very diverse markets? You know, you're looking at US, Europe, APAC. How do you get these processes embedded despite the diversity? Yeah, I think number one is setting a, the right structure in place. I've always been of the mindset that my leadership style is going to be I provide guardrails and I provide a goal. How you want to drive the car to get to the end point is up to you. And I'll be, I'll be the GPS along the way, giving you, you know, some level of directions and, and my opinion. But I trust my people, number one, to, to lead and develop as they see fit. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the role. The other part of it is when we're setting up the structure of these teams, especially internationally, we mm -hmm. set up regional kind of pods and structure. So there's usually a regional leader. That regional leader can choose and select people within their region of how they want to hire, where they want to sit, and how they're going to run their team. But then they have that, that symbiotic nature of knowing that they're within roughly the same time zones and same work time, mm -hmm. so they can work together collaboratively. And then the real challenge comes from working across the time zones, and that's really where it comes on us as leaders. So what I typically do is I'll pick, you know, one day is my Asia day, one day is my Europe day, 
Uh, and then I'll keep a little bit of flex time throughout the week so I can make sure that they're getting enough one-on-one and FaceTime with me and the rest of the team. And of course, when I do that, I make sure we offset the schedules. So that way someone who's working an Asia day, uh, maybe based out of the U.S. or even based out of Europe, is not taking away from their personal life by having to work extended hours. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to get that balance right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it is a difficult one to, to adjust to. Um, and then the final point we've got a little bit of, of time left is looking ahead to the future of, of digital transformation. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we are now mostly post-COVID, um, especially in terms of working and hiring practices. Um, how do we and how do organizations stay ahead of the curve? And are there any particular challenges that you see cropping up at, at present? Yeah, no, I think staying ahead of the curve is very important. But when people think about staying ahead of the curve, they're always thinking about buzzwords. They're always thinking of, oh, I need an NFT strategy, a metaverse strategy, an AI strategy. AI, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, Tom. If you go look across you know, the world at the Fortune 100s, Fortune 500s, mm. it's all about doing the basics well. And then you can start to go and layer on top those more advanced capabilities. If you go look at a majority of the best retailers in the world, their foundational capabilities of being able to transact you know, for a purchase, being able to provide contextually relevant information and products. But you don't see many of them necessarily worrying about, hey, do we need to integrate AI into this yesterday? They're saying, as long as we can do the basics well, we can start to consider those greater pieces. But it doesn't matter if we go and add all these bells and whistles if we can't deliver our core product. Beyond that, I think looking at the digital world, the biggest concern I have is how much regulation is being put into place by so many different countries, Mm. and even in the US, even on a state level. So you're talking primarily around privacy laws, and these privacy laws are very unique and different. At the base of them, they all have the best intent, which is for the end consumer to be able to control their data, be able to understand where it's being sent, how it's being used. Unfortunately, a lot of these laws are being written not by expert, but by policymakers and and, uh, career politicians, where they don't understand the technology and usage behind it, right? There's a, there's a growing sentiment that cookies are bad. <laughs> cookies are not inherently bad, but it is relevant for us as digital leaders to make sure we're using it appropriately because we've pushed sometimes the envelope too far going into a negative context that's caused repercussions back onto us. At the same time, these laws are, are written very poorly, right? So for instance, GDPR at the core of it says, I have to remember not to remember you. Well, how do I remember not to remember you if I can't remember you? So there's just nuances of that that's going to cause a lot of issues in the digital space. So it's very prudent for us as digital leaders to help get in front of it with our, our lawmakers and, and legal personnel and say, hey, we understand the context of what you're trying to achieve. Let us help you come up with what the solution is because the way you're coming up with these laws and the context behind it are not uh, working together. Absolutely. And we could sit here and talk about privacy all day. Uh, and I have very <laughs> often done that. So uh, we will have to, to end things there. But Akil, thank you very, very much for your time. It's always appreciated. Um, and hopefully people found this useful. I know I did. Definitely. And appreciate you having me on board and always happy to chat digital marketing and commercial strategy with you.